Good morning, everyone. My name is Dr. Elizabeth Fry, and you're listening to the C2 podcast. Today, I'm very honored to have with me the special guest, Carl Wallers from Blokes and Black Dogs, which is an organization set up to support men with mental health, depression, loneliness, isolation in the Lausanne area. Welcome, Carl. Good morning, Elizabeth. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Thank you for being here. I am so glad to have you here to talk about this really important issue. This is certainly something we see in our therapy praxis is that there is such a need for specific support for men. How did, how did you come upon this area? Well, I mean, I've lived in Switzerland now, I guess, nearly 20 years. And one of the things that you see and acknowledge on a day-to-day basis is the fact that there are lots of different challenges that come uh, with living over living abroad, having an expat assignment. Uh, there's different pressures. There's the there is no family support or limited family support. You know, you've left behind your network and your, your backup, if you like, mm. where, wherever your home country might be. And I, you know, I noticed that for myself, but also for for, for other men around me, that they there was an element of loneliness, an element of seeking something um and the, the classic bottling everything up inside you um when i was made redundant by nestle in 2017 um i had time on my hands so i started to think about is there anything i can do about this and came across a group called andy's man club mm-hmm. uh who um, were established in the uk by a former rugby player and that was really set up as, as a support, peer-to-peer support, a talking club for men. And it, it focused in, in quite a narrow area in the, mm-hmm. at the time when it was, was initiated. It was in it was around the Halifax area in the north of England. Okay. Uh, but now that has now grown enormously to over 80 clubs throughout the whole of the UK. Um, and their very simple mantra is, it's okay to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a case of getting guys together to spend time um, creating a community uh, and just unburdening themselves because you know men we're terrible <laughs> at keeping everything bottled up you know it's so society has conditioned us yeah. over over millennia you know it isn't it isn't a new phenomenon I think uh, mm. the acknowledgement that people uh, that it is okay to talk is becoming much more to the fore these days and uh, which I'm delighted to see but mm. I wanted I wanted to try and find something a vehicle to to encourage exactly the same thing i've had my own issues with my mental health i've had mental health around me uh, mental health issues rather around me and and you know even just as recently as last year i had uh, i had burnout from work which was yeah which was not not a great deal of fun and but you get through it and mm-hmm. an integral part of me getting through that actually was the support from the group blokes and black dogs Wonderful. I, I love that. How, I mean, I know you're an avid rugby fan, so that probably yes. helps, but <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you went from being made redundant to sort of thinking, Hey, what can I do to help people? How did, how did that, is that something that's instinctive to you? Have you always been kind of well, a helper? It's yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it has been to be perfectly honest. Um, it's an, an intrinsic part of my nature mm-hmm. um, in, in grind, in ground, uh, into me really by my mum mm-hmm. who recently passed unfortunately but uh, um, but 
I wrote her eulogy and in conjunction with my siblings and a big part of what we realized as we, we as we went through that that we've you know we've all inherited her legacy of being a helper she was as well and that's you know been ingrained with myself and my brother and my sister I think uh, over over our lives um it's that attitude that if we can help somebody let's do it you know uh, it's 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 not there's no lose <laughs> That's just wonderful. I love that her memory kind of lives on through the work yeah. that you're doing and how proud she must be of the ripple effects that her way of moving through the world has had on yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it certainly has, you know, and I see it, I see it with, um, I see it coming with my kids as well. Both my kids are, well, my, my son has finished his studies in psychology and my daughter is also oh, cool. studying psychology. So uh, so it's something about understanding how the human mind works and how to apply that in the in the world is something that's, uh, that's definitely part of both of their lives. That's very cool. So 2017 was the birth of Blokes and Black Dogs for yep. you. That was the birth of the idea and the yeah. concept. And, and, and then it, it took me quite a while to, get my backside in gear to actually do something. Um, I think one of the things that took the longest part was figuring out what to call it, what to call it. <laughs> yeah, how did you come up with that? Yeah, um, well, blokes, obviously, English vernacular for, for men and the, the black dog of depression. Um, you know, I think it was Winston Churchill who, who initially made that a public, uh, a, a publicly known expression when he talked about the black dog of depression that was following him around. Um, and there's that really good uh, W. I think it's WHO um, little short YouTube clip about the black dog of depression following around. Amazing and brilliant. And every no, we time can, I get, we can link that below. The oh yeah, notes. please it's do because so I, yeah. I think that's a lovely, a lovely way of showing how the black dog can impact on us and what we can do about it. Um, but so, so got to got to. Um, I think it was April the 26th, 2018, that mm -hmm. we had our first meeting. And uh, we were supported at the time by the Impact Hub in Lausanne. And they were great people, really helpful. Their whole notion is to create projects with a social impact. So consequently, they supported us in, uh, in letting us use their meeting rooms. And well, 11 guys turned up at the first meeting. Um, amazing conversations, amazingly open, authentic um revelations if you like about what people were going through what they were trying to do to manage them uh, and you know one of the key tenets of blokes and black dogs is confidentiality mm -hmm. uh, so some men felt safe you know they didn't feel that they were going to be exposed to the world <laughs> which i think is something that far too many men actually think about Especially no. in our English-speaking community, I think it's a very small world, so it, it makes sense that this is an important aspect. Incredibly so. I mean, I think, you know, everybody does live in each other's pockets and everybody knows everybody. So, you know, confidentiality is absolutely key um, because, you know, men have this perception that if they, if they demonstrate feelings and demonstrate that they're not well or not feeling good, that they are a burden upon those who love them. Mm. Um, which couldn't be further from the truth. I think people being open and authentic is a strength rather than a weakness. Um, that's, I, you know, I live by that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always very happy to talk about how I feel and about the things that are troubling me um, because 
I know that the, the impact of holding that in is going to be detrimental to my health, mm-hmm. um, mental, definitely, and sometimes even physical. Right, right. And of course, on the extreme end of that, we, we do see the likelihood of suicide increase as well, right? Like when, when people feel that they're a burden on the people that they love, they often feel more inclined to take themselves out of the equation. So I, I think- absolutely. This is such an important feeling to help them them challenge. Yeah, and that was really, I mean, I remember when I was reading about Andy's Man Club initially, and that was when I started to understand a little bit about the statistical uh, aspects of suicide, the, the, the simple fact that three quarters of suicides are men. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest killer of men under the age of 45 yeah. in the UK. But I think that's a trend that you can probably track uh anywhere in the world mm-hmm. um cer- certainly the the, the, the three quarters of uh, suicides being men is i think that follows everywhere yeah. i mean i think where i I've, I've done some fairly broad research on that and i think um the who acknowledged statistics are the three quarters of suicides of men and and that's incredibly sad you know this and, and, and sort of also i think you i think you have to give a nod to movember here and the work that the Movember organisation does um, in, in helping, well, helping them. Basically, the principle behind that is helping men to stay alive, stop men dying young, because men do die young, you know. And Movember is all about promoting um, not just mental health and and suicide prevention, but also prostate cancer and testicular cancer, two two of the very common uh, forms of cancer, which are both eminently curable. Uh, particularly these days and but a big part of that is men are, are embarrassed to go right. to their doctor if they you know if they're if they're checking themselves and they feel something mm-hmm. and you know to go to the doctor oh, i can't go to the doctor and talk to talk about my prostate or talk about talk talk about my testicles you know right. it's right. it's it's something that um uh men are not very good at so it's trying to encourage them to mm-hmm. to to check themselves to go mm-hmm. to talk to their doctor you know i've i've got friends who've beaten both testicular cancer and prostate cancer oh, wow. if you catch it early enough right um then you know the chances of you surviving are very very high indeed so it's really an a self-care and awareness uh, movement to, to help men take care of themselves yep. factor in their health mental health and 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 otherwise and and to really take action Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a very very positive organisation. Um, they do. I think it kicked off in Australia, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But it's now a fairly global phenomenon. There's there's groups and uh, um, followings of Movember in in Switzerland for sure. And I know there's a, there's a friend of mine, a guy called Scott Pointman. Shout out to Scott if he ever gets to listen to this. He's a great guy. <laughs> um, but he he's, he did a lot of work with November and, and uh, uh, really trying to stimulate discussions on men's health. Great. We'll, we'll put another link down below in the episode notes so people can awesome. check that out if they're interested. Yeah. So, okay, fast forward, you had a year and a half of meetings for blokes and black dogs and then pandemic hits. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right in that? Yeah, absolutely. So we... Um, we were meeting once a month at that point, sometimes yeah. twice a month, depending on how if there was a, if there was a need. And so we went very quickly onto a virtual platform, mm-hmm. and we went we used Skype as as our vehicle. 
and we were meeting weekly because I, without a shadow of a doubt, people are becoming isolated, particularly, you know, people like myself who live on their own. Um, you would sometimes go days without seeing people. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the possible exclusion of when you're checking out your groceries in Migro or Co-op, you know, that <laughs> <Right>. was, <laughs> that was about it. Um, so we, that's why we put it up to, to that degree of frequency which um, has helped us all, you know, the guys who are, who are coming into that regular on a regular basis are really appreciative of the opportunity to get stuff off their chest, to talk about how they're feeling, to, you know, anything and everything. Um, it could be, it could be work. It could be the frustrations of working from home. It could be worries about the pandemic itself. Um, it could be relationships, money, everything. You know, people were, were sharing about how they felt and just using it as a platform to sound off. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that was brilliant. Uh, I think it really showed its value to most of us throughout that whole period mm-hmm. by giving us an outlet, by, you know, and establishing community. I mean, yeah. you know, this is blokes and black dogs were really about community conversation and connection. And we were still able to maintain those throughout the pandemic by virtue of uh, of, of Skype. Wonderful. So that was that was awesome. But yeah, the pandemic is drawing to a conclusion. Should, dare we say? I mean, <laughs> knock on some wood. Not, somewhere. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hanging on to some wood right here. I'm, I'm not 100 convinced yet, but we've now begun to uh, meet every two weeks for, uh, in person again. Super. Uh, which is brilliant. It's so nice to actually have the opportunity to to sit in a room and, and talk rather than, um, you know, I know we're doing this over Zoom, but uh, right. but and, and it's an, an excellent vehicle, but there's nothing quite like meeting face-to-face. Absolutely. And do you have a virtual option open for those who are outside of the Lausanne Yes, okay. we do. I mean, we, we, we are doing uh, one week on, one week off, if you like. Okay. Uh, um, which is so every other week we'll 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 meet by Skype. So we're continuing. We're getting we're now we've now actually running the meetings in Veve and the okay. work hub, the work hub in Veve have been very supportive and helping us by uh, letting us use their, one of their meeting rooms. And um, we're meeting on Mondays. Okay. Um, I don't know when this uh, when this podcast is going to go out, Elizabeth, but the next okay. meeting is Monday the fourteenth. Okay. Of March. Of March, great. Uh, so, uh, um, links on Facebook and so on. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, um, hopefully, we'll, I know I already know that there's some, some new guys who've can contact me who want to join and want to come along to that uh, because you know, I think I think I think a, a big part of it is is isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see when you're in an expat environment. I think it's very easy to to isolate yourself, mm-hmm. especially with uh, with the uh, with the pandemic. I think that's been, a, 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 of course, a, a big player in that. But I think unless you've got something outside of your work life or your home life, mm-hmm. uh, then it's very easy to become isolated. Absolutely, particularly with the language issues and just access to knowing yep. where you can find things. If you're new to Lausanne, I had a lot of clients move here, you know, three months before the pandemic. Mm. To try to set up roots here anyway is hard, but then to have the pandemic cut off all access to extracurriculars, um, yeah, what a really nightmare. Hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I think other alternatives of uh, of trying to find community. A lot of it is surrounding surrounding sport, and right? Surrounding church organisations yeah. as well. You know, I think these are all things that people gravitate towards. I mean, I, I we have a rugby club in uh, just outside of. Um, Vebe, a place called Blonay, just up the hill. Yeah. The, my our podcast this week will be talking about that. So the the Blokes and Black Dogs podcast will be talking about rugby and the benefits uh, to mental and physical health that come with uh, with rugby and the community of rugby. So so that's 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 dropped today. So hopefully uh, I'll be sharing a little bit about that today. Um, but I, I think and that's that's an amazing community. And, 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 it, and it helps with integration as well because we're, we're trying to help grow rugby in Switzerland as well as just providing it for the expats. It's also for, 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 for Swiss kids. And, you know, we, we get up to, I think we have something like 200 children affiliated to the club. Wow, that's awesome. At the moment. And, uh, yeah. and, it's, and it's fabulous. And, you know, and, and it, really, it really is, it's 50-50 it's in terms of uh, language. If anything, there's probably more French speakers there yeah. Uh, than uh, than English speakers, but it's a great community. Absolutely, and integrating those two those two different worlds is is really healthy as well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, tell me, you know, I, I can imagine um, a lot of men or men's wives or men's partners who are listening to this podcast right now will worry about feeling reluctant. You know that they. Yeah. How do you overcome that? Do you? How do you help people when it's their first time to the group? How do you help them feel at ease? Or, you know, are there any systems you have set up to help somebody find their place in the group? Well, I think one of the critical things and the, one of the main points that we emphasize is confidentiality. I think, I think that's important that people have to know and understand that what gets said in that group stays within the four walls or within the parameters of the computers that we're using if we're on Skype. Nothing, nothing gets talked about, you know, to, to wives, girlfriends, partners, boyfriends, whatever. Nobody, nobody um, goes outside and chatters about what they've heard during the course of the session. I think that's so fundamental to trying to encourage men to be open that, that I can't stress that enough, that confidentiality is the absolute key. Um, it's a safe space. You can say what you're gonna say what you like. We emphasize that. We emphasize that there's no judgment. You know, we all do daft things. We all have done daft things. We're all going to do daft things. So we don't want to judge anybody. Um, so that's that's critical. That's an important part of uh, the way we we want to try and behave towards each other. Also, it's about listening as well. Mm. Always say to when we have a, a new attendee a new guy comes along to the meeting, emphasise them that they don't have to say anything if they don't feel like it. They can just sit and absorb and listen. And there's one, one classic uh, time of one of the, uh, this was fairly early in the journey of Blokes and Black Dogs, there was a guy who came to two meetings before he said a word beyond introducing himself. And then it came to the third meeting and everything came gushing up. All, everything that was bothering him all of the problems that he'd had in his life and his family, just oof, he downloaded. And to watch the guy walk away, you know, 10 kilos lighter wow. <laughs> when, when wow. he walked out of the meeting, um, it was that you think, okay, job done. Yeah. You know, the, this is, this is what we want to achieve is we want to 
give people the opportunity to sound off, to get all of the rubbish off of their chest, to feel lighter in, in spirit and go about, go about their day-to-day -day life without feeling those concerns all the time weighing heavily on them. Um, I mean, yeah, there's been other instances similar to that, but that was the, this is one that will always stick in my mind, ah, you know, um, because that that th that was the point where I knew I was doing the right thing. Beautiful, so affirming. And Absolutely. I think what's what's really cool about your group too is it's not like a therapy group. It's not um, you're not a psychologist. This is a group, a community based group, right, for men to come yep. together and give each other support around life struggles and difficulties. It's no one's trying to fix or solve anything. It's just um, self-guided you can participate as much as you want or or as little as you want and yep. it's just about being heard and seen and showing up for, for absolutely people. it's gen it's genuine peer-to-peer -peer, you know and lived experience is such a valuable tool um that you know telling our own stories of our, li our own lived experience is is so critical as part of what we do mm -hmm. um because you can bet your bottom dollar that if somebody has an issue that their life that they're that they're sharing about there's going to be somebody else in the room or on the call who has been through a similar experience so you immediately have that opportunity to identify with somebody uh, and realize that you're not alone that's great because being alone is something that men very easily can slip into mm -hmm. and we want to try and discourage that of course yeah. You know, that's the breeding ground of shame i think is to totally keeping it to yourself and, but also is when you're alone with your thoughts when you're yeah. alone with uh, your concerns and your fears that's when you can lead to anxiety can lead to depression it can lead to that fatal final step mm -hmm. which you know ultimately that's the thing we want to avoid more than anything is people dying by suicide right and i can't stress that enough that that that's really one of the main reasons for setting up the group initially was the fact that um, too many men are, uh, are dying by their own hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's especially prevalent in Switzerland. If you look at, I mean, Absolutely. I've done some analysis on the suicide rates in Switzerland mm -hmm. and they're way higher than the UK, uh, almost double the suicide rate. Oh, I think it's, oh, I think I it's, that. yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's quite a frightening statistic. And I think, from what I can understand and glean that there's, there's a lot more about youth suicide in, in Switzerland as well. I don't know what drives that. Um, I would have a guess, but I would be just guessing. Uh, but I, I think that what we see is this, the staid society of Switzerland gives less opportunity to be themselves mm -hmm. would be, would be one guess. I mean, this is purely me spitballing here. I've got, I've got no, uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got nothing to back this up. This is purely gut feeling. But also the, the strictures of the Swiss education system. I think, you know, where kids are pigeonholed at the age of 12 and sent down a path. And I think particularly for, for, for teenage uh, boys who develop more slowly than girls, I think. I think it's, you know, I, I'm not, not intending to be sexist or anything like no, this, no. But, I, but, but I think I think men do develop uh, later than women. Um, and I think consequently, don't, they don't really know what they want and they don't, haven't really figured out how important um, to get things right from an academic point of view at the age of 12 is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I was a late developer myself and in that respect. I mean, I, I was, I'm still trying to work out what I do want to do <laughs> for a job. <laughs> it's a lifelong learning process. Yeah, absolutely.
Well, that being said, what age uh, range do you typically have in your group? Um, I think, funny enough, it's predominantly guys in their 40s and 50s at the moment. We have had younger guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the youngest was about 25 uh, at various points, but it's very open. I would say anyone over the age of 18 wants to attend. Um, I don't really, not sure I feel comfortable having anyone younger at at this point without having done a little bit more research and learning myself to to uh to really get get a, a deeper understanding i mean i know obviously i know how teenagers work um from my personal experience of you know having a having a having a son who's now 22 um but yeah i would be uncomfortable with anyone less than 18. Okay. 18 and up and do you notice that the men in the group have all different backgrounds are they some married, some separated, some, you know, uh, grieving, some, yeah. yeah, okay. All, you know, the whole, the whole range, um, you know, of, of attitudes and uh, challenges that they're facing, different family backgrounds. Some people have been here a, a, a year or two. Some people, you know, there's, there's one person in the group who's been here 26 years, I think, so in Switzerland, um, and still adjusting. I think uh, that's something that we're, and again, you say journeys that go on. Learning to live in Switzerland is one that yeah. uh, will continue. I agree. I feel like people who have been here particularly a long time minimize the degree of difficulty inherent to living here just because they've kind of gotten used to it. But I, I, it does, it's refreshing to work with people or meet people who are new to Switzerland and just recall, you know, oh yeah, these things are still hard. I just yeah. don't notice it as much anymore. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You lose the feeling of being a rabbit in the headlights, but yeah. you, uh, but you, it's still certain things that you still think, oh, the small no, things really? <laughs> yeah. add up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll never forget because I used to live in a in a in a house which was a, a, a jumelle, a semi-detached, and we had uh, a path leading towards both of our front doors and it where it split off. And I remember one snowy day, my Swiss neighbor doing exactly half of the path on his side and leaving my half <laughs> of the path <laughs> unclean. And I just Classic. I, I just just I just could I could I just laughed. There was no, there was no other reaction that was possible. Tell me you took a picture of that because that's just. I think I did at the time. Yeah, it was just (laughs) brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's so wonderful, Carl. I mean, is there is there anything else you think people who are considering joining the group should really know about it? Well, I think we are uh, producing a series of podcasts at the moment, and and I know at some point in the near future, Elizabeth, uh, we'd love to talk to you on that podcast too. So, so we can do have a reciprocal arrangement here. Yeah. Uh, but what we're trying to do is trying to identify activities, strategies, ways people can help themselves adjust and, and with their own mental health whilst in, you know, whilst in Switzerland, where we're, we're talking about some sporting activities. The, the most recent one that we, well, one's dropped today, as I said, about rugby, but the one couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, was about um, wild swimming, uh, open water swimming, which I think is something which I think is really, really good for physical and, and mental health. Um, if, if a little challenging right now, 
the water's yeah. a, a little bit over six degrees and uh, <laughs> I've managed to last 10 minutes in the water so far myself and I think I consider that a significant achievement well so, done so so listen to our podcast with that I'll tell you a little bit about what blokes and black dogs is about um listen to your podcast as well of course mm-hmm. um but contact me most of my communication is through Instagram and Facebook okay. Okay. Uh, so, um, so maybe if you can put a link to the Blokes yeah. and Black Dogs Facebook page, mm-hmm. that that would be amazing. Um, and just contact me, um, any how, how, any shape or form. And I, the one massive message is: don't be don't be afraid to turn up. Yeah. Nobody's going to judge you. You'll be welcomed. You'll be you'll you'll form a connection, hopefully, with some like-minded uh, uh, individuals. Um, just just come and listen you don't have as mentioned before you don't have to speak and say your piece some people people generally do mm-hmm. but it's not compulsory yeah you know uh just listen just absorb just feel feel the company of uh, of some guys and just walk in the door cross that threshold that. that's the hardest that's the hardest thing as, as we've already said elizabeth getting people to just put that first step yeah. into the room or or log on to the uh, to the virtual meetings, uh, whichever way you want to join us. Mm-hmm. Don't be, don't be frightened. I think, and even if you are frightened, it's you can still attend, right? Like I think you can you can feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'll be in good company if, if yeah. somebody is listening to this and it's considering yeah. it. I mean, the, the virtual aspect of it, you don't even have to put your camera on. You know, yeah. okay. you know just just You're sit there, and, just sit right. there and uh, and listen and decide decide if it's going to be helpful or not That's super. um I, kn- I know that all of us certainly throughout the pandemic especially but th- those of us who've been together every week on skype have got an awful lot from from this group because it's it's just making that connection absolutely it's it's a huge thing um and i think it's something that we don't value how much that can mean to somebody yeah. Um, you know, just on a personal note, my grandfather died from suicide when he was in his 40s. And sorry about that. I, yeah, I can see the ripple effects of dying by suicide throughout the generations. So if there's anything we can do to reduce the sort of trauma that stays with the person and their family throughout the generations, I highly mm. encourage somebody to consider it. It's worth it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's always somebody who's going to listen. There's always somebody who cares. Yeah. Um, you might feel alone, but don't be alone. Yes. You know, that would, that would be, uh, you know, if, if there's one message that comes out from, from this, this discussion, do not be alone. Do not be alone. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much, Carl. This is such good information. I'm just so pleased to know that you exist <laughs> and that you've brought this wonderful group into the world as we very much need it. Um, and I'm really excited to follow what you all continue to do. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. Thank so you much. so much, Elizabeth. I really appreciate the opportunity to Absolutely. talk about this. I mean, I'm look us up on Facebook, look us up on the website, call me, contact me, accost me in the street. I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about this all, all day if you give me the opportunity. Absolutely. On Carl's website, on the Black Blokes and Black Dogs website, you'll see Carl's picture. So if you see him in the street, you'll know how to yeah. how to get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Carl. Thank you ever so much, Elizabeth. Bye.